A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is, of course, the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon Smith. And of course, with me, as always, my good friend, William Hansen. Hello, yes, Jonathan and I are here because we are the Bouquet's Barmy Army and we want to recruit even more members to join the gang. As you know, in each episode of this luxury podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the Bouquets. So which episode are we talking about today, William? Well, it's episode two of series three, Iron Age Remains. Here's Harold Snow's synopsis from his companion book. As Richard is no longer employed, Hyacinth arranges a special day out for them both in the countryside, searching for Iron Age remains. Rose is worried about her romantic situation and locks herself in her room and asks for the good-looking vicar to come round and assist her. Daisy asks Hyacinth and Richard to come round and help, and Richard finds himself climbing up to her room to have a look inside. That is, until Hyacinth accidentally knocks against the ladder he is using. This, and I'm going to be honest, oh, sorry to say this, Bucketheads, is, bar one scene, Mm. the worst episode they ever made of Keeping Up Appearances. Or even the Christmas special we've just had. To this, be fair, that wasn't terrible. That was just this weird. is the worst. The only one I think that may eclipse it is the very last ever episode. Oh, the pageant. The pageant. Which Although is... there are some funny bits in that. Mm. The mobile phone, the... <laughs> mm. This is awful, this episode. But hopefully this episode of our podcast will not follow suit. No, and there is one fabulous scene that's well worth watching the episode for, if nothing more. I wonder if you can guess, Bucketheads, what scene we mean, but we'll come on to that. We begin the episode with the postman, 
who's arrived at Hyacinth's house, and Hyacinth is fairly sure that he's arrived surely with an invitation to the Royal Garden Party. Well, this can't be it. This is a bill. This isn't it. It should be on stiff white card from the Lord Chamberlain's office. What should? Our invitation to the Royal Garden Party. Although, technically, from an etiquette point of view, we don't call them invitations from the monarch. They are commands. Oh. And there's no RSVP. Oh. So, for example, on my wedding invitations, you'll notice there was an RSVP, meaning you have some say in the matter. Oh. But there never is an RSVP on the So you will go? You basically... I mean, look, they are understanding. If you can't go, you can't go. But, I mean, who says no to a royal invitation? Break your legs. Yes. We cut to Hyacinth, who is then on the phone to the Lord Chamberlain's office. Can I just step back? Yes. She refers to Mr Hislop at number 43. She does. And he only drives a C registration. That's right. But he's been. He's had a garden party. Yes. You are one or two years older than me. Can you just explain the C registration system to me? What, you don't know? I don't really get what that means. I've never really understood So you know now, in the United Kingdom, we Mm. have, for example... um, an 05, which would be a car from 2005. Yes. And then it was a 55, which was the second half of 2005. Yes. Then an 06, and yeah, then I a 56. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So before, the old uh, system that we used to have mm. uh, was alphabetical. So you had an A reg, B reg, C reg, mm. etc. So my first ever car was... Well, interestingly, I had an E reg and then I went for a D reg. Oh, you I went back. back in time. Yes. Yeah. No, my first car was an E reg. E99 JDG. JDG. Jonathan's Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> and that got you all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> To be fair, my first car was AOB, and I called it Amanda Olivia Bowes Lion <laughs> after the Queen Mother. <laughs> did you? Yeah. But your car, I remember your car. You had a little polo. I did. I had a, seri- had a I had three polos on the trot. Right. So that was probably what a G registration. <laughs> I don't know. What was it? I genuinely all you I know don't is remember the, your number plate. The first car was AO ended AOB. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember most of my number plates. Well, no, because I'm not sad. What? That's sad. No, you have to remember your number plates. The amount of cars you've had. I've had a lot. You've had a lot. I have. I remember most of their number plates. But don't worry, I won't bore you by telling you all about them. Maybe for a bonus episode of this podcast, we can have a tour of your number plates. (laughs) (laughs) How do I know he's getting one? Well, Mr and Mrs Hislop have been. I know they have a corgi, but there must be more to it than that. We cut to Onslow, Daisy and Rose, mm. talking about Rose's new man, Edgar. Yes. I'm not quite sure why, other than to just establish the fact that Edgar exists. And Roger's gone. Roger's gone. He's a thing of the past. Yes. Emmett arrives. He's arriving back from work and Richard is polishing the car. In a very slow dejected, I've got nothing else to do in my life. You'll wear it away, he says. Yes. Do you like polishing a car? Um, no. I don't... Well, we do own a car now, actually. Yes. A little yeah. run-around car. Technically, it's Mike, is not mine. Mm. But no, we, we have a team of professionals. Have you got a buffing machine? <laughs> 
I have a buffing machine that plugs into the cigarette lighter. Right. And you grip it with uh, both hands, and it's a disc with a microfiber pad. You love a microfiber, don't you? Yes. And you mm. turn it on, it goes... <laughs> and, you, and you buff your bonnet. <laughs> I'm not joking. I have friends. Yes. And that's what I have. <laughs> I'm often to be found outside in my drive, buffing my bonnet. Mm. country life we've skipped over a moment talking of buffing bonnets of rose talking about that she wants to go back to being a virgin i'm going back to being a virgin when i watched this age six because that's the age i started watching keeping appearances obviously i didn't really know about the birds and the bees and the buffing machines so i genuinely thought that was possible i didn't know what a virgin was but i thought for a lot of my more innocent youth you could just, a bit like clicking undo on a word processor. <laughs> God, wait, I can't wait to hear where you're going with this. You would just go back to being a virgin. Right. I thought it was possible. And your point? It's affected how I see life. <laughs> and you've now since realised you can't. You can't. No. It's impossible. Yeah. Once the deed is done, there's no going back. No. And I think for Rose in particular. And it is actually a, a quite a, a quite a camp performance for Mary Miller, actually. It's a, it's a good, over-the-top dramatic performance throughout this episode. Yes. From her. So, so good for her. We then go to a car scene. We do. Our first driving scene of the, of the series so far. Hyacinth and Richard in the car, both in beige. Yeah. Have you noticed in beige? Have you and Mikey started wearing beige together? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. And it's, it's a very... Can I say this? You know me, I'm not a snob. But it's a very lower middle class thing going out on a day trip to wear beige. Right. In particular to the country. Matching beige. Matching beige. Because the country, it's beige is not a colour you wear in the country because you're going to stand out. And indeed, when we see them in the field a few scenes later, mm. they stand out. They do. And yes. the whole point about the country is you wear country colours to blend in. They're going to look for local history and antiquities. Yes. Is there much local history and antiquity around your neck of the woods? Oh, a lot. Really? What do you mean, really? Well, How I, dare I, you? Never... I live in a very historic place. Hertfordshire. I mean, look. Yeah, it's true. Home of San Albano. Mm. First Christian martyr. Yes. The Romans were all over it. True. Mind the horse. <laughs> it's in the field. <laughs> They're just hedges, you know. Haven't you seen them on television? We cut to Onslow. Now, this is an Onslow scene that is really unnecessary, and mm. I'm not quite sure what it was about, and all I wrote down was Onslow scene. <laughs> yes, she, she, she sort of... Rose is being a little childlike, I thought. This is what I wrote down. She's being childlike in that she's wanting attention, but she's not getting any attention. Is this where so she, she does the kind of silly... Yes. And she's at the cross... I mean, there is a bit of good dialogue here. I'm at the crossroads, and then Onslow says, you aren't passing the off-licence, are you? I quite like the writing okay. in this scene. May maybe you were kinder to this episode. I just thought it was just silly. No, were you in a bad mood when you watched it? Well, maybe, but you know how Roy Walker's writing... Roy Walker? <laughs> <laughs> Roy how Roy Clark's writing is. Yes, him. Sometimes it's a bit silly. It is a bit silly. And this I just found a bit silly. Mm. Um, they then cut back to Hyacinth and Richard. They're in are, the field in their beige. They're looking for the Iron Age remains and some lumps and depressions. I think the only depression is Richard's. There! 
Where? That lump. That could be a burial site. If you retired, we've talked about Frig FM. Oh, as yes. A possibility. Frigging all over the Costa. Exactly. But let's say Frig FM doesn't become a reality. What? Let's say they get rid of radio in Spain. Just pretend. What would you do? Would you give talks, like Hyacinth wants to give a little talk? About what? On local history and antiquity. No. On radio. No. On your buffing machine. Well, maybe on the buffing <laughs> machine. No, I think I'd do a lot of buffing. Mm. I, I think you'd be a very good cleaner. Thank you. Yes. But no, when... I don't mean that in a pejorative way. You no, could no genuinely... I know I would. You could run an own cleaning firm. Yeah, but would I have to clean? Because then that's well, not really retirement, is it? No, but you could, you could train them. Mm. You could train a team of professionals. By the way, have I told you about my new favourite towel? <laughs> it's going back to peach towel. Let's not rake up old wounds, but go I've, on. I have found a new towel supply. Okay, and but where do we find these towels? The United States of America. That's maybe not the most cost-effective way to get towels. They have a um, a kind of a supermarkety kind of homeware shop called Target. 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 Yes. Not to be confused with Duan Riado. No. That you'll only find in New York. But Target, mm. they have these towels, and now for the last couple of years, I've been stocking up on them. But do they say Target on the label? No. Oh, right. No, fear not. Okay. No, it's, got a, it's got a very exclusive label. I can't remember what it says, but they're the most beautiful towels. And you must stock up when you go next. In white or pebble? White. Right. White with a gold beading. Oh. Don't you all me, <laughs> Mr. Orange and Blue Towel, from our previous episode. Anyway, what are you going to do when you're retired? I'd, I'm never going to retire. I might scale back my activities. Some would say I have to start working to retire. I might scale back my activities. But I, I would never want to retire. I just want to die whilst working. A bit like certain radio presenters. I want to die in front of the microphone. Wow. Well, not me in the microphone. You Tommy know. Cooper. Yes. Die whilst setting a lovely, beautiful table. <laughs> Collapse onto the cutlery. Well, that's the something to look forward to, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Really? Um, so Hyacinth and Richard have been looking for the lumps and depressions. And Neanderthal barrows. Yes, that's true. It could be a Neanderthal barrow, dear. It says in the guidebook. We cut back to another Onslow Daisy and Rose scene. Rose is in mourning gear. Well, ish. Kinky mourning gear. It's a gear. veil over a negligee. Yeah, with a very short skirt. I don't think there's a skirt at all. No, it's a kind it's of... like a leotard. Leotard. Yes. Yes. I think that's what they call a negligee. Dirty Rose. Yes. It's a very silly scene. Onso makes this comment, though, that, thank God, Daisy is normal. Do we think Daisy is normal? Is Daisy normal? I mean, comparatively, compared to Rose, Hyacinth and Violet, she is the more normal. Yeah. But is she normal normal? What do you mean by normal? Well, I don't know. Onslow's the one that turns to Daisy and says, thank God you're normal. But she's a bit of a, a slob. And has sort of allowed Onslow to drag her down. Yes, but for Onslow that would be normal because he's a slob as well. True. So she's not she's not normal to me. No. Or you. No. We're not slobs. But if you're a slob, she would be normal. True. Mm. In fact, Hyacinth is more normal to me. True. And to you. Yes. yes. Uh, Hyacinth and Richard 
we have cut back to them mm. and Richard's up a tree. Yeah. As you were. And I think from memory in the Harold Snowd book, he writes that there wasn't actually anyone up the tree. I think they put something up there to make Oh, it... no, you can tell. Yeah, oh, of course. Because yes. the sound of it is um, clearly him just shouting things off camera. Yeah. Yeah. Sheridan apparently would be a better tree climber. But sending a... Well, we, you think he's 64. Sending a 64-year-old up a tree, I think is fairly irresponsible of us. Accident it? waiting to happen. Yes. Here we are in the pursuit of history and all you can think about is your safety. They're driving home. The scene, apart from that one quote, doesn't really contain a lot. Mm. We then have them arriving home, at which point Hyacinth rings Elizabeth to invite her to come in for a cup of tea. Which, instead of coffee. She's very worried about Richard because he has been behaving a bit peculiarly. Yes, you know, she's... Worried about Richard, but then is sending him off for a potter in the garden as if they live in Kew Gardens. Yeah. And they have that tiny patch at the front. They presumably have a back garden, but we never see it. And, uh, and yes, poor Richard is, is later on seen by him just staring at the grass waiting for a weed to grow. No wonder he's going weird. This is where the episode finally gets going, because not a lot has been terribly funny up until no. now, in my opinion. Thank God. Elizabeth arrives. She's taken into the living room, mm. which is rare. yes. Normally she has to have her cuppa in the kitchen. And if we go into the sitting room, it's only because there's a guest coming normally Absolutely. that isn't Elizabeth. Absolutely. And she explains to Elizabeth she's very concerned about Richard. Oh, I'd better get that. It's about to be someone very important. It's probably Sheridan. See you in a moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And we're back, Bucketheads. We're talking about the Iron Age Remains episode of Series 3 of Keeping Up Appearances, and we find Elizabeth and Hyacinth in Hyacinth's sitting room. Richard, meanwhile, is in the garden in a trance. <laughs> Emmett arrives and suggests that what Richard needs in his life, because he can sense Richard is bored and finding the whole retirement situation very difficult, he suggests that Richard needs a bit of mischief in his life. He needs to be playful. Playful. Now, it's at this point. Now, we've talked about maybe the backstory to Emmett's divorce. As to why he got divorced. <laughs> this scene... Could bring I, that up again? Yeah, I feel that this scene is played for that purpose. I what? think there's a little bit of a homoerotic edge. Are you joking? I think it's disgusting. Now, don't ruin this for me. If You're you suggesting... go back and watch that scene, Emmett sounds... Are you... D don't ruin that. No, I don't want to ruin it for you. You're suggesting that Emmett is getting fresh with Richard. He's... Trying to start something. No, he's not. They, he just wants Richard to go and hang upside down on a wall with him. Which is weird. Well, it is weird. be more normal to do something homoerotic. Well, that, that's true. I don't think it's homoerotic. No, no, I don't think it is. I don't watch it and go, oh, it doesn't get me going or anything. I just feel that there's a homoerotic undertone. I went through a bad patch. And I found that what you have to do is bring a sense of play into your life. Mischief. A little irresponsibility. It's easier for you. You could play the piano. Sometimes it works wonders just to be playful. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Hyacinth and Liz, and Hyacinth goes out to get some biscuits. She's forgotten them. She's forgotten the biscuit. Then we have the best moment in the whole episode. The slapstick routine that unfolds. Taking a biscuit, plate, no, putting the biscuit back. You have to rewind it several times to watch how beautifully choreographed the whole thing is. Yeah. Between Hyacinth and Elizabeth. And I would imagine that was self-directed by Patricia Outledge and Josephine Tewson because Probably. they write that they, you know, they have said in interviews they both like slapstick and farce. Yeah. I can't imagine that was written in the script. No, no, no. As this whole biscuit scene is unfolding, Hyacinth looks out of the window and obviously sees Richard, who by this point, in his homoerotic fashion, <laughs> is hanging upside down in the front garden. And then Hyacinth lets out the funniest noise. <laughs> <laughs> and as she lets out the noise, Elizabeth drops a biscuit in her cup. And does she, am I saying this is where she sort of starts to move with the plate and then the plate yeah. comes back? <laughs> she runs around in a panic, wondering what to do. It's fun. It's so It's fun. a lovely scene. And you see, this is where, I think without Patricia Routledge, yeah. keeping up appearances would not have been no. as fabulous as it was. Because if you take this scene out of this particular episode, mm. it is pretty silly. And it's pretty mundane. Yes. And it's only her ability to just create something hilarious, physically hilarious, that means the, the episode is still worth watching. Yes. What I like about Patricia Outledge's portrayal of Hyacinth is, particularly as it evolves, is however silly it gets, it's still believable. Like, you still 
believe that that person exists. Oh yeah, it's not. It may not believable with some of the things, but you still think yes, that would. This is we're not watching some some weird alien show. No, this is a type of Brit that we can all identify with. Hyacinth bursts out through the front door. Richard, who are you upside down with? She says, and. It's Emmett. It's Emmett. Both of them, though, and actually, we just went shoe shopping in Loke before this, didn't we? Oh, we did. In the in the episode, both Emmett and Richard oh, have they got are... rubber soles. Mm. You prefer a leather sole, don't you? Always, especially on a formal shoe. On a on a trainer, obviously, it's fine. Oh yes, but not a. Why? What is your aversion to a more formal shoe with a rubber sole? I think they're common. <laughs> I do. I think they're common. And um, if I see at a formal event, yes. because I don't have leather soles on now, I've just got a kind of, um, and excuse me, I don't have a leather sole on. It's now. a Friday. It's a Friday, and I'm wearing just some, some casual shoes. Yeah. But at a formal event, if I see a man wearing yes. rubber soled shoes, I just think ghastly. Yeah, unless they work in an electrical plant. In which case, rubber soles are very sensible. You've got to be earthed. So, yes. So, they, Richard and Emmett, now both the right way up, uh, and Onslow and Daisy turn up in the car. Bang! Richard and Emmett thrust inside uh, because we uh, we don't obviously want Emmett to come into contact with Onslow and Daisy, even though they have met. Quite. And the reason they've arrived is that Rose's hormones are running riot. And she's sent for the vicar. Quite. It's what she needs. And it's most inconvenient when Hyacinth is mentally tuned to Iron Age studies. You see, another lovely line that I had forgotten existed, some of the more quotable ones that that we would all put into everyday life, whereas when I'm mentally tuned to Iron Age studies, I think it's a beautiful line. If my Sheridan were here, he'd be appalled. (laughs) You'd better come, Hyacinth. Calm her down. She sometimes listens to you. Well, it's most inconvenient when I'm mentally tuned to Iron Age studies. Hyacinth obviously wants to get rid of them when she sees the neighbour approaching. They drive off in the car, big cloud of smoke, and as the neighbour approaches, Hyacinth, of course, has to explain why these scruffy people were outside her house. Um, So she uh, suggests that, you know, there's a lot of some strange people around. Clutches her pearls. Crime. Yes. It's my eccentric sister. Exactly. Likes to give the impression she's poor. Quite. And she a nice pronunciation of really RPs it on poor. 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 We cut to Hyacinth and Richard who are in the car. Driving to Onslow Daisies. They arrive there. We have the whole beautiful moment of Hyacinth arrives, the dog barks, she falls in the privet. By the way, have I mentioned talking of that hedge? Yes. I've had terrible problems with my formal hedge since we you last ha- spoke. No, can we just talk about what a formal hedge is? Well, it's a hedge. The hedge that Hyacinth falls into yes, is not- what I would describe as a formal hedge. Although gone to ruin. It's a formal hedge gone wrong. Mm. It's a beautifully sculptured hedge. Right. That's a formal and hedge. And you have a formal hedge at the front of your house. Of course. Yes. Well, the best people do. It's been infested since we last spoke with a moth from China. Oh, it's perhaps the deadliest virus from China to come over in recent times. Yes. COVID and the box moth. The box, but yeah. I've been spritzing my formal bush mm. like a thing possessed. And has it affected anything else in your garden? No, it's only the, bo- the box bush. How about the balls? Oh, my balls. Yes. There was, well, I'll be honest, one of my you balls. You will send me pictures of your balls. 
They're looking healthier now. So I have two balls and a cone. And they got into one of my balls and almost had half of it away. They, they really, really did. They were they savage. They did. Yes, absolutely. And I had this problem last year. And it's interesting that they are clearly going north. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're in, I think, Northamptonshire will get it next year. Yes. Then probably the Midlands the year after. And it's just arrived in the United States. Oh, has it? So for all of our American listeners... You took them over with you. Be aware the box moth is on its way. And it's all, you have to get um, special spritz, don't you? You have to spritz it. Mm. Um, but the bush that Hyacinth falls into is not actually a box bush. No. It's, it's a different... privet. Oh, is it privet? Yeah. It's privet. Mm. She falls into a privet. And she, she's made a comment, obviously, before she falls into the privet, she makes the, the comment when she passes the derelict car at the front of Onslow and Daisies that most people have a greenhouse. Now, of course, you've just recently got rid of your greenhouse, so most people now don't have a greenhouse. I had it crushed. Crushed? Yes. What did you do to it? Why? Why did you get rid of it? Well, I didn't actually have it crushed. I organised for an elderly couple to come and dismantle it, and I can only assume they've crushed it. Why an elderly couple? Because they wanted it. Oh, they wanted it? Brian and Joan. It took them three days and they dismantled it with a series of spanners. Oh, poor Brian and Joan. Would it not have been better just to get a new one? Save yourself the time. For them. No. Why am I going to buy an elderly couple? No, a I don't know. You're not, no, 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 no. Don't buy them. They can probably afford it. Yeah. Who's buying the greenhouse then? I didn't want the greenhouse. I never realised you could just move them. I said to Brian and Joan, would you like my greenhouse? They said yes. Three days of dismantling then un- ensued. Well, well done. Mm. And does it look nice? Have you seen it at Brian and Jones? I have no idea what they've done. It wasn't correct, and I don't want to be personal, but it wasn't, in, I know you inherited it. Are you about to say something rude about my greenhouse? It wasn't as clean as the inside of your house. Are you suggesting my greenhouse was manky? It was overrun with mice and mint. It was overrun with mice and mint, but it's now no more. No. I now have a luxury corner sofa with executive fire pit. Nice, and no mice. <laughs> but then you were infested with rats. That's true. I was infested with rats. A lot has happened since we last oh my met. my word, it has, yes. But the rats have gone, as has the greenhouse. I saw three rats the other week in London Zoo. Wow. Yeah, literally in the space of about three minutes. Were you, you okay, un- or did you have one of your funny turns? I was with my three-year-old goddaughter, and I decided I needed to... to Set an Man example. up. Set an example. So they've arrived. Hyacinth's fallen in the hedge. Mm. They enter the house and we have all this silliness that Rose apparently has locked herself in the bedroom. And turning Buddhist. Yeah. And there's this scene where you've got Hyacinth, Richard, Onslow and Daisy all outside the bedroom. Mm. And they're concerned that, in fact, Rose may have hurt herself. Yes. Self-harmed. Which is, you know, if you can't hear her and you can't see, it's perhaps fair because Rose is a little bit unstable. The hormones, as they refer to her earlier. And there's some tough love from Hyacinth. Be downstairs in five minutes. Yeah. I will not have you chanting mantras. It'll wake Daddy. So it's decided that the best thing to do just to check that Rose is still okay is to get a ladder out and send Richard up it to go and check on her from outside. Obviously. And this is a plot that we get again in a later episode that we have, an, or a little subplot, or a, a, a routine. We get it in the one of the Christmas specials, Angel Gabriel Blue. But Richard, this time, on that or on that occasion, has got his foot in a big plaster cast. He's got gout. Yes, he's got gout. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going up the ladder to look into Rose's room. And we are aware, and we'll, we'll talk about this at the time, that certain little scenes and plots were 
perhaps reused completely. Up you go, Richard. Daisy comes in and says, oh, it's fine. Rose is out. She's unlocked the door. She's seen the vicar coming. And uh, for some reason, Hyacinth doesn't seem that concerned at this point. And she's like, OK, Richard, let's go. She does intercept the vicar. Yes. However. Which is odd, because you would imagine she wouldn't want to be seen outside their house. No. Richard then, and this is a funny moment. Yes. Richard's funny walk. With his handbag. <laughs> Richard, With Hyacinth's handbag. Richard walks out of the house and towards the car. It's what can only be described as a mincing gait. Well, either mincing or have you ever had an accident? Uh, well, when I was a very small child. Well, if you'd had an accident, I imagine you'd walk like that. Yes. <laughs> in a frantic desire to get somewhere safe. Yes, but I think it's it's meant to be a bit of a, a mincing walk because of the handbag. <laughs> and apparently he's walking like that because, as Hyacinth says, he's affected by early retirement. Now, they get in the car. Uh, Rose, in the meantime, has arrived, completely distracts Richard while he's driving the car, because suddenly Richard yet again has become a bit of a perv. Yes, another pervy Richard moment. And while he's staring at Rose, his sister-in-law, he then mounts the pavement and nearly mows down the vicar. Cue the end titles. There are some funny moments. The end of it is kind of... it is funny. Yeah, it's not terrible. Oh, come on. It's ridiculous. The whole episode is ridiculous. Oh, true. Okay. It's not one of the finest. There are better episodes in series three. Very true. But before we get on to that, shall we see how much we've been paying attention? Oh, yes. So we've got three questions this time. Oh, fun. See, a chance for me to win any points because you're currently 1-0. Go on. What snacks are Onslow and Daisy eating when Rose comes into their living room wearing the black veil and lingerie? Crisps. Yeah, I'm going to say crisps. Oh, there are two. A Mars bar. Sausage roll. Crisps, we were right, so I think both a point. And chocolate. Okay. So I'm going to... Do I give myself a point there? You get... Yeah, you get... Okay, so hang on, it's two all. Okay. Uh, Next question. Rose's black lingerie has a luxury ribbon trim. What colour is it? Pink. Yeah, I'm going to say pink as well. And it's pink. <gasps> it's three all. So tense. And our final question. What colour is the old abandoned car with the barking dog that is sitting in Onslow and Daisy's front garden? It's a sludgy kind of yellowy green. With a bit of brown. I'm mm. going to say that, but with a bit of brown yellow. It is Now, if you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can listen back to William and I chatting through every single episode of Series 1 and 2. We'll be back next week with the third episode of the third series. But what do we have to look forward to, William? Well, we're going on a little trip to Violet's Country Cottage. Oh, I love that episode. It's a much better episode. Remember, we're always in need of your help. To let other people know about the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our luxury podcast, just don't tell the Spaghetti and Chips Brigade. Goodbye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.